Thank you for tuning in to the Fly Mastery Podcast, where our goal is to provide tools, resources, and insights that empowers driven individuals to become the masters of their financial independence journey. I'm Peter Donisanu, and today we're going to talk about the outlook for the markets and the economy in the second half of 2021. The U.S. economy has been off to a great start this year as stimulus payments, ongoing easy money policies, and improvements on the public health side have led to easing COVID restrictions, improved business and consumer confidence, and a rise in corporate earnings. With that said, however, a number of issues have led to rising uncertainty for the economy and the markets in the second half of the year. We'll talk more about these issues in a moment. But a key takeaway from today's podcast is that wherever you may be in your financial independence journey, whether you're still saving for retirement or you're already living your best life, now may be the time to reevaluate your accumulation and distribution plans ahead of potential volatility in the months ahead. So with that, let's dive into this week's podcast. Investors have had good reason to celebrate this year, but is it truly time to let our guards down? Thanks to practical policy guidance, more than half of the U.S. population has received at least one COVID vaccine in 2021. Add to this the boost from a $1.9 trillion fiscal stimulus package introduced in March, and the U.S. economy today is on pace for its most robust recovery in 40 years. So how have financial markets taken these improvements? Well, risk assets have responded to the positive health and economic developments by posting solid gains in the first and second quarters. Looking ahead, however, the market and economic outlook appears less promising. A resurgent COVID variant, accelerating inflation, and a notable lack of bipartisan support for additional fiscal stimulus post challenges to the economic and market outlook in the second half of the year. Now, before discussing likely challenges to the markets and the economy in the latter half of the year, let's take a moment to recall how we got here. Now, it can be argued that ongoing fiscal and monetary stimulus and easing COVID restrictions led to improving business and consumer sentiment in the first half of the year. According to government data, the U.S. economy posted a 6.4% gain during the first three months of the year. More recent data showed that the U.S. economy grew 6.5% in the second quarter, but it was well below expectations. Now, for many households, the extra $1,400 per person stimulus checks coupled with easing social distancing restrictions have likely contributed to this year's spending boom. Well, for example, the latest retail sales data showed that spending at restaurants outpaced pre-COVID levels, rising to a record $67 billion in May. It's also worth noting that in 2020, approximately 114 million people lost their jobs due to social distancing efforts. Today, however, labor market conditions are on an upswing. For example, the U.S. unemployment rate as of June was 5.9%, which remains elevated but nevertheless improved from 14.8% last year. Unemployment claims have also fallen back to levels not seen since early 2020 as some businesses have quickly reopened. Now, one downside to this year's economic boom has been rising inflation. And as we've written about recently, a key reason for higher inflation today is ongoing supply chain disruptions. Certainly, global logistics bottlenecks have had lingering effects on the price of goods used in end consumer products and manufacturing inputs alike. Add in trillions of dollars in fiscal and monetary stimulus, and a key concern for markets and households is whether inflation will truly be transitory. 
We'll discuss this point about inflation in just a moment. But for now, we can say with some confidence that the recent economic improvements have underpinned positive investor sentiment, even as the nearly 16-month rally has shown some signs of exhaustion recently. So how have markets done in light of all these improvements? Well, in terms of market performance during the first half of the year, the U.S. remained one of the best performing markets, led higher by small cap stocks. For instance, the Russell 2000 index was up over 17% during the first six months of 2021 as cyclicals rallied in anticipation of the U.S. economic recovery. On the international front, emerging markets, however, lost momentum during the first half as COVID concerns in Asia and uncertainty surrounding China weighed on overall performance. Even so, the MSCI Emerging Markets Index posted a solid 6% gain during the first half of the year. Now across the pond in Europe, while economic conditions there are anticipated to improve this year, ongoing health concerns have limited equity market gains to around 10%. And while we're talking about risk assets, we would be remiss not to mention the recent attention given to meme stocks and crypto. These highly speculative investments made a splash last year, but have seemingly lost their fizzle recently. After peaking early in the second quarter, prices of these assets have given up much of their gains. And it's important to note that these highly volatile price swings are a crucial reason why we view such assets as speculative in nature. Now, from a fixed income perspective, the bond markets aren't quite so convinced that the U.S. economy is entirely on solid footing. This point has arguably been made known in rising treasury prices even as inflationary pressures move higher. For example, the yield on U.S. 10-year treasuries fell 50 basis points from their April peak even as core and headline inflation surprised to the upside in the first half of the year. At the same time, however, the low bond yield environment coupled with an investor's desire for income led to an increased demand for high yield bonds and thus driving down credit and quality spreads to levels not seen in several years. On the commodity side, lumber prices have also made headlines with their exponential rise and sharp sell-off this year. Even so, prices for real estate and commodities are higher on balance given solid demand for housing and as consumers get out and about in this post-COVID world. To this point, the NAREIT All REIT Index gained 21% during the first half of the year, while the S&P GSCI Commodities Index was up 30%. Certainly, the economy and financial markets have shown solid improvements during the first half of the year, but a key question right now is, can we let our guards down and rely on positive developments to carry into the latter half of 2021? The short answer here is, maybe not. The reason for this caution comes from the fact that market participants, households, and business leaders alike will have many unknowns to contend with during the second half of the year. Certainly, an ascendant COVID Delta variant, accelerating inflation, and policy uncertainties likely will dominate the market and economic narrative over the coming months. While the U.S. economy has made significant strides this year, it's essential to note that lingering political and healthcare concerns coupled with uncertainty surrounding inflation remain potent headwinds to market sentiment. While we expect the U.S. economy to expand around 6.5% this year, this estimate reflects a deceleration from solid growth earlier this year. Of these issues, rising inflation and more specifically how policymakers respond to it will remain top of mind for many market participants. And it's this uncertainty that likely will contribute to ongoing bouts of market volatility in the months ahead. As noted earlier, much of the recent inflationary pressures have come from global supply chain issues related to the COVID lockdowns. 
Even so, in recent testimony to congressional leaders, Fed Chair Jay Powell indicated that inflation does not slow down as expected. The Fed will use their tools to guide inflation back down. While such language has raised market expectations for a rate hike later this year, the path to that outcome remains highly uncertain and a headwind to positive market momentum in the near term. On the healthcare front, an infectious surge in the coronavirus Delta variant globally likely will give market participants reason for pause. Recent reports show that new cases are on the rise again in the U.S. and are at their highest levels since mid-May. Globally, less prepared economies are struggling to contain this highly contagious variant, which is putting downward pressure on economic growth projections. To this point, even countries that have seemingly overcome COVID, like Australia, have found themselves in lockdown once again. And what's more, a relentless spread of the Delta variant might once again complicate the U.S. economic and market outlook as children return to school in the fall. Should efforts to contain the Delta variant fall short in less prepared economies and here at home, there's a potential for rolling global lockdowns, which could further upset global supply chains and keep prices elevated for an extended period. So what does this outlook mean for your financial independence journey? Well, while the economy and the markets are indeed on the upswing, it's essential to note that we're not out of the woods yet. From a financial markets perspective, positive price action and risk assets this year has primarily been driven by an economic recovery narrative. Lately, this narrative is coming under pressure as higher than expected inflation and the potential for another economic slowdown are bringing into question whether the Fed will raise rates sooner rather than later. The concern surrounding this approach is that policymakers may try to address inflationary concerns at a time when the economy is slowing, potentially reducing market liquidity and subsequently putting the markets on their back foot. While Biden's infrastructure plan may offer another fiscal thrust to the economy, the latest iterations of the package may not provide the same stimulus or the same impulse that the dual effects of monetary and fiscal stimulus provided early last year. Now, from this perspective, positive market sentiment could begin to wane. Indeed, ongoing healthcare concerns, inflation worries, and policy uncertainties may all contribute to higher levels of market volatility in the months ahead. So what can you do to ensure that your plans for financial independence stay on the right track? Well, at this crossroads between still buoyant market sentiment and economic uncertainty, we recommend reevaluating your risk management process and giving your attention to two key points of consideration. First, whether you're still building wealth or relying on it to fund your post-employment years, now may be a good time to rebalance your investment portfolio. You should also sharpen your pencil and position your portfolio to take advantage of potential sales and pro-cyclical investments like emerging markets, small caps, and value stocks if you're in the wealth accumulation phase of your financial independence journey. For those of you dependent on your wealth to remain financially independent, now may be the time to raise enough cash to meet living expenses in anticipation of a market pullback. This approach might involve taking some of your winning positions off the table, adding to cash to cover near-term lifestyle expenses, and reducing the need to sell at inopportune times if you're already dependent on retirement income. Now is also a good time to evaluate trimming unnecessary risk positions in your portfolio and focus more on high-quality, tax-efficient investments. At the same time, you'll want to be sure that your portfolio is closely aligned with your long-term asset allocation objectives. And why is this important? 
Well, when market volatility does pick up, you'll want to be sure that your retirement nest egg has a fighting chance to quickly recover from a period of heightened market volatility. Finally, it's not hard to ignore the rising cost of living. Whether inflation is truly transitory or not is yet to be seen. Either way, the rate of inflation is unlikely to return to pre-pandemic levels once global supply chain issues are resolved. Given the circumstances, if you haven't already evaluated the inflation assumptions in your financial plan recently, now may be an opportune time to recheck them. The reason being is that higher than anticipated inflation over the long term could result in your spending more than expected in retirement and lead to cutting your financial independence plans short. That's why it's essential to periodically review assumptions used in your retirement plan, evaluate whether those assumptions are generous considering the challenging economic environment today, and make necessary adjustments to ensure that your financial independence journey is on the right track for the long term. Well, that's it for now. Thank you for taking the time to listen to the Phi Mastery Podcast. To learn more about our research, visit us at phimastery.com or email us at questions at franklinmadisonadvisors.com. Until next time, I'm Peter Donisanu, wishing you and yours abundant health and prosperity as you pursue your own financial independence journey. Phi Mastery Podcast is brought to you by Franklin Madison Advisors, Inc. Franklin Madison Advisors is a registered investment advisor firm with its registration and principal place of business in the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Registration of an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. This commentary and forecast are limited to the dissemination of general information pertaining to Franklin Madison Advisors investment advisory services and general economic and market conditions and are subject to change without notice. The information shared today is not intended to be personal, legal, investment, or tax advice or a solicitation to buy or sell any security or engage in a particular investment strategy. For additional information about Franklin Madison Advisors, including fees and services, please contact Franklin Madison Advisors or refer to the Investment Advisor Public Disclosures.